Hello, and welcome to episode 41 of Nintendo Therapy, a show about the latest Nintendo news and rumors, as well as a celebration of all of the things Nintendo. With me this week is Harrison. Hey, welcome back. Momo. It's good to be let out of the dungeon after last week or so, so it's good to be back, boys. <laughs> and Sean. Olimar went home. <laughs> Well, thank you all for joining uh, joining me this week and our listeners. I guess I could say us, but thank you for joining this week. And I, I, Sean, you're already hinting at it. How was your week in Nintendo? I know you finished Pikmin. That's what that was about, what you were just saying there. Yes. It, it, you know what's funny? It literally took you just going, well, if you just take a day and rebuild your Pikmin stock, I'm like, oh, yeah. So <laughs> I did that, got them home, had a day to spare. Um if you haven't played it, guys, I recommend Pikmin, but I, I'm glad the time thing is it gets a little stressful at the end. Yeah, it kind of comes back in the third Pikmin game, but they give you so, so much supply that you'd have to just be like intentionally not searching for the it's like berries that you need to stay alive or like fruits. It's fruits. And um, you'd have to like intentionally be avoiding them in order to run out of time. It's, they give you so much, but I guess it's technically possible. Um, what have you been playing, Harrison? Uh, s- started Luigi's Mansion nice. as, as soon as we Woo. stopped recording last week, and um, I'll I'll spare you because you know this is we don't have enough time uh, because I'm I'm writing something much bigger for this game, but I'll just give you a couple of uh, of nice. big picture things. Um, I'm on floor number. 12 so i might finish it today uh unless unless luigi just like falls like just like falls off the side of the mansion uh this is uh and this is this is an a tier game like easily i mean this is this is easily a nine out of ten it's uh i don't want to get wrapped up in hyperbole but I mean, like, it's just one of those, once again, it's one of those games that I played four years later, and I'm like, hey, guys, like, did you did you know this game is awesome, you know? <laughs> um, we did. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm solving, like, I, for the most part, I'm getting through it on my own. There's still a couple parts where I'm like, I'm just too dumb. Uh, but I did, I did want to leave you with one idea I've been thinking about and Sean, I think you're going to hate it just forewarning. You. Okay. <laughs> um, I think, I think there should be Luigi mansion DLC and it's going to be, uh, Luigi leaf blower simulator. <laughs> it's it's going to be, it's going to be a Mario Luigi life sim. Because blowing the leaves in that game just feels so good. I'd be down for that. It, it feels yeah, so that, good. That would be a good like mini game thing. Yeah, I'm all for Leaf Blower Luigi. Make sh- Nintendo make sure that's in Dark Moon Remake, or it's called Luigi's Mansion Two now. But yeah. Well, that's the other part I would add as well is that after almost finishing this one, um, I gotta say my enthusiasm for Dark Moon is like. Psh- like oh it's yeah, just, it's just not not there anymore. I will say, yeah, it's Dark Moon. It's it's not uh, not as good. Um, it's it's still a good game, but it's like it's completely different than the other two Luigi's Mansion games. Whereas they're more like free explore type games, and the second one is like mission based. So like you're only in specific sections of the house and you have like an objective and then you complete the objective and you go back to like a little hub thing and talk to the guy uh... forget his name and then you get another objective and then they send you to another part of the house so it's more it's more like pieces than luigi's mansion and luigi's mansion 3 which let you just kind of free explore professor it's um i can't remember his name now (laughs) honey no not honeycut other podcasts. Might be Honeycut. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Momo, what have you been up to? Uh, well, before I get into me, I just want to say maybe some more DLC for that. You know, instead of blowing leaves, you can transform the uh, vacuum into a power 
washer type of system and uh, oh, yeah. the ghost can go around to the level and make it all dirty and you have to fight the ghosts like you know washing everything and try and beat them before they can uh fully dirty everything into their mansion so you know i'll be pretty good dlc as well don't you think yeah yeah i think so too uh, i was thinking of like a version of the power wash simulator because there's like a there's like a, a, a dozen of those now yep yeah, yeah. same lines right yeah, yeah, same way. Um, but for me, yeah, I've been um, – I can't really go into much of detail of my – what I've been doing. Um, I haven't really had much of a Nintendo type of week or so since i last been on because we've had some serious uh, – some government testing and some things like that. I've been pretty much locked in a room doing some stuff um, that I can't go into. So I've been, you know, really occupied with that with work, you know, um, unfortunately. I've had stuff installed like the new Mario and stuff, haven't had a chance to touch it. Uh, but on Nintendo news, I guess my wife on the other hand, she's been playing the Switch a lot more recently, got back into Pokemon. <sighs> so she's, <laughs> you know, got re-downloaded the DLC for Violet and whatever. And then she's she's got our other Switch that's got the, so you got Violet and what's the other one? Scarlet. It's Violet. Scarlet? Scarlet. Yeah. So Violet on one, Scarlet on the other. And then she uses both of them to like trade, you know, cheating, <laughs> trading and stuff like that. So she's been doing, she's been preoccupied with that. So, I mean, for, I've been playing, but at least I've been watching my wife play uh, play Pokemon and stuff like that. Well, there and, you go. Uh, so, yeah, so a bit of slow, slow last week or so since we've been, I was last on. Uh, but due to work and stuff like that, which I can't really go into on this podcast um, with some government stuff. And, uh, yeah, so, but I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys have been up to and uh, talking about the talking points. I'm sure we'll get into Mario and stuff like that. Even though I haven't touched it yet, I've got it downloaded. Um, just to hear you guys' thoughts and just, you know, hopes and dreams and when I get to finally pick it up and uh, play it. And, uh, yeah, that's where, that's where I've been at, boys. Yeah, that's what I've been playing. And I, I just thought, you know, our listeners out there are probably eager to hear our thoughts on M- Mario Wonder. So just thought I'd throw out the few bullet points I had here. And then, Sean, you've been playing it too, right? Yep. Yeah, I did end up getting it at launch. So I, I, I've been enjoying it. I, uh, I will formally swallow my words on the podcast and say that it is no new Super Mario Brothers just continued. So I was pleasantly surprised. So, yeah, the, the notes that I had were that a lot of the wonder segments remind me of it's the, the, the whole concept of having wonder segments in the levels reminds me of the shadow world in Super Mario Brothers 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Like it's, it's, you, you know, it's doors. not the same thing, but it's like on the, yeah, exactly. When you go on the doors and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it just, it's not the same thing, but it seems like the same type of idea. So it's crazy that it took this long <laughs> for something like that to end up back in a, a game again for Mario. Um, and then also there's a lot of, I mean, I'm only like probably like 10% into the game, but I've had a few levels like this so far where uh, you go into the background, which really reminded me that's like straight out of Wario land on the virtual boy, Yeah, which is like that idea has been there since the virtual boy. So it's crazy that that uh, wasn't used a lot either. Isn't Um, uh, Yoshi, isn't one of Yoshi's ones have that when they go into the background Yoshi games recently? Like, I think games have used it, like, once or twice here and there, but this is, Wonder like, it's, it's in a, a, a bunch of levels. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I definitely, I have to say, I'm on the, like, I I don't know if it's considered the second or the third world, because, like, uh, you know, not to spoil too much, but it's not broken up like a traditional Mario game, so, like, you could call this the third world, you could, whatever. I'm, the, I, I, I'm that far. I'm, I'm in the ice area whatever you want to call that. And um, I'm starting to feel like there could have been more power-ups. Yes. Because uh, now I've hit I've hit them all. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I wish the ice flower was in the game because I love that thing so much. Um, so I I don't know if I'm alone, but I, I don't like Bubble Mario. Like, I don't like it. It's okay, but the reason I want there to be more power-ups is... For the first time, it seems like they're making the power-ups a big way of solving puzzles in the game. Yeah. At least to get the collectibles. And 
it'd be nice to have, you know, more power-ups would mean more puzzle variety. So that would be nice. Um, I'm going to try to beat this game without looking anything up because I'm assuming that at some point there's going to be a badge that has like a wonder seed detector and probably like a purple coin detector. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. And that way I'll be able to find them all. So I'm going to, that's basically a lesson I learned from Lego City. I mean, not Lego City, uh, Lego Marvel which I just finished is um, a lot of times uh, I, I would look something up online and then I'd find out there's a way in the game that you could have found it. <laughs> you oh, know yeah. what I mean? So, so that's what I'm going to do with this Mario game is if, if I can't find something, I'm not going to say, no, I need to find it right now. I'm just going to move on and assume that later in the game, they're going to give me the tools to find it. So um, the things they improved that I like, I like that, Unless it's specific to the level, the timer is gone. Yes. And it doesn't seem like a big change, but it took my wife and I a little getting used to that you can't run into each other anymore. And it makes it so much more enjoyable because <laughs> now I'm not like, oh, I jumped on your head and you're dead. And, you know, like, I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. My only other criticism is I wish they didn't go with Bowser as the villain again. You know, hopefully the next big Mario title gives us a new villain or maybe Wario or the guy from Super Mario Brothers 2, something <laughs> like that. Yeah, Wart. Yeah, I'm getting kind of sick of not. I'm not getting sick of Bowser. I'm just like, it's so predictable at this point. Like, it's always Bowser at the end. And I know Zelda, the Zelda series has that, too. Like, it's always Ganon. But they even Zelda series has a few other second tier villains you know you've got zant you've got um who's the guy from the uh, oh the, yeah skyward sword the guy who's like a shadow yeah yeah um you know jumping on yeah, that yeah. masculine i guess my only slight nitpick thing is i wish i mean i think i've only done two worlds so far but i guess you're gonna just fight Bowser. body that's who i was body okay yeah body v-a-a-t-i yeah you're going to fight Bowser Jr. the end of every world. And I'm like, why didn't they just bring the Koopa kids back? Like, yeah, I kind of get sick, especially of... since not to spoil anything, but it's not just like every time they bring the Koopa kids back, it's the same fight every single time. And the Bowser Jr. fights, they actually do some clever things and, and change things up. So you could have just had it be, it be the, the Koopa, Koopa kids, kid. like you said. Um, and it wouldn't be the same character every time. But no, I, I, I highly recommend it. And I think whenever we have our game of the year episode, it's, it's going to be really tough. I think to pick. Yeah, it's a good year. And if you're behind on your Nintendo backlog, our first news story is good news for you. So Doug Bowser said that Nintendo accounts will bring about a smooth transition to the next platform. Oh, good. And that hopefully means sharing, you know, backwards compatibility and sharing downloads. Uh, let me read the exact quote. He at first says, well, I can't comment or I won't comment, I should say, on the rumors that are out there. So the rumors being that the Switch 2 is backwards compatible, I'm guessing. But one thing we've done with the Switch to help with that communication and transition is the formation of the Nintendo account. In the past, every device we transitioned to had a whole new account system. Creating the Nintendo account will allow us to communicate with our players if and when we make a transition to a new platform to help ease the process or transition. Our goal is to minimize the dip you typ typically see in the last year of one cycle and the beginning of another. I can speak to the possible futures of a new platform, but the Nintendo account is a strong basis for having that communication as we make the transition. Well, that would be great. So, yeah, hopefully that means, like, imagine how much of a selling point that would be for the Switch 2 is, hey, day one, you've got one of the best libraries in Nintendo history all available, plus whatever we're launching with. Yeah. Well... well well, hopefully they fix their infrastructure. Like Nintendo's been slowly getting better on the their like their the infrastructure. So hopefully now they've been friends with like friends with Microsoft like a lot recently. Yeah. Maybe Microsoft they've gone to Microsoft and say, hey, how do you guys get your infrastructure? You guys are like the kings of it. How your infrastructure works, especially like with cloud and Game Pass and that. Can you help us like 
just give us some pointers to help us get our, our infrastructure like up and running into a better place where it is now. I think we're going to probably see that relationship with Microsoft's going to be very, um, really good for Nintendo in a positive way when it comes to like structure, infrastructure, and everything like that. So, and streaming and cloud, if in the future, if they get to that point, you know. Yeah, I. I... <laughs> uh, sorry, the part that that stood out to me uh, in this quote was the part is, in, is he says our goal is is to minimize the dip you typically see in the last year of one cycle. And I'm thinking like, well, that's, that's most likely this year or this fiscal year. And yeah. I, and I must say like, um, goal, goal achieved Doug Bowser, because like, I, like <laughs> I've been thinking, I've been thinking about like pretty much all of the YouTube, like the YouTubers that I watch, when they did their predictions or wrap up from last year, they were all predicting like this this next year, seventh year of the system, it might be a it might be a really light year. And whew, they were wrong. Like <laughs> they were they were very, very wrong in that. But I, none of us knew like 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 we knew we were getting a getting a zelda game right but like 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 we didn't we didn't know like like how how well the switch was going to do uh in its seventh year so that 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 part stood out to me um i've i've kind of i've i've changed my thoughts on doug bowser since i i started this i started this podcast with you guys um i'm starting to like him a little bit more He's he's more than just a uh, clever marketing yeah, name. He, we, we... <laughs> yeah, well, like I, I, I don't mind that he doesn't have the gravitas, or that he 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 doesn't he doesn't have like he's he's not he's yeah. a little bit more boring. Yeah. I think I think he's a little bit more boring, but yeah. but like in my opinion, like that's that's okay because. Like I feel the same way about you know in America I feel the same way about our government officials you know like I I wish sometimes they were more like employees that just focused on like doing their job and uh, yeah I mean that, that's clearly what's going on. Well, he's not about taking names and kicking ass, or is it kicking ass and taking names? As I remember Reggie's first saying when he first came out. Yeah, yeah, and and, and Reggie was is. is the good comparison is Reggie does have the, the, the Riz. A little think, bit, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the kids are saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like a uh, shout-out to Inverse Magazine um, to, uh, to ask a question about a possible 2D Zelda game. I thought that was really good. Um, and, yeah, and that we didn't really get an answer. Obviously, they never directly answer yeah. <laughs> those type of questions. Yeah, but 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 shout shout out to to them for for bringing that up and bringing up the comparisons of you know uh, success of Metroid Dread and having Mario Wonder come out, um, and basically that the developers yeah. focus on what they want to make. Which uh, for a long time, which since 2013, 2013, that sounds been, about right. Has been has been 3D Zelda. So, so yeah, um, I just had a couple of bullet point stories here that I thought they're they're kind of like follow ups to things we've said on the podcast before, and then I think the uh, our f- discussion of our favorite fall levels is probably going to take up a big chunk of this podcast. So I'll try to get through these quick, but just some quick, quick follow-ups here for everybody. Mario party three was finally added to switch online. It's there as of when you're listening to this podcast, probably will be the first Mario party game that gets drawn in the randomizer (laughs) because it doesn't (laughs) do anything in order. Um, Dark forces announced this week that the star wars game it's going to have a tentative release date for february but it didn't even have a specific day in february just says february so i i yeah. i saw wait i saw in the article that i read that it's it's scheduled for february 28th which, oh, okay i must which, have missed that which 
it would be March 5th, the anniversary. So I said, why not just release it on February 29th? Like that, like that seemed like a missed opportunity to me. Um, yeah, I don't think, um, I don't think dark forces is going to be as big to like the newer generation of star Wars as it is to us. Um, (laughs) so that's probably why they're not focusing on it. What a game, but yeah, for, yeah, the screenshots look really, really nice, but I don't think those are from switch. Uh, and, and they're, they're giving us really big, big promises as far as the performance goes. So, I'm interested in seeing how it runs across all platforms. I was going to say, and then the last bullet point I have before we get into our discussion of fall levels is that I thought this was interesting, but there's not really much to say about it. The data files for Metal Gear Solid Collection Volume 1 have already been hacked. It released like a day ago. And apparently they've the people who can do this have discovered that the data files mention Peace Walker Metal Gear 4 and Metal Gear Solid 5. So that's probably what we're going to see in Volume 2. So it makes reference to those games being collected. That makes sense. So, yeah. Peace Walker, Metal Gear Solid 4, Metal Gear Solid 5. I guess that Raiden spinoff game is not going to get included, oh, uh, but we'll see. Rising? Is that what that one was? Yeah. Metal Gear Rising. You're right. Oh, and Kevin, I wanted to include that uh, Mario Party 3 in the online system will see the return of the Millennium Star to, huh. to a Nintendo system. What is that? Because, because he, re- he replaced in Mario Party 3, he re- the Millennium Star replaced Toad as the host. Oh. Isn't that right? It's, it's, it's been oh, yeah, so yeah. long. But I just remembered that because it came out in. It came out after the whole Y2K. It came out either 2000, 2001 in North America. And I just remember thinking that it was a little bit late for the whole Millennium thing. But he, he doesn't he doesn't make any other appearances, I think, other than he's like a collectible sticker in like Smash Brothers or something like that. But, well, welcome back, Millennial Star. <laughs> Millennium Star. Millennial Star would be, I don't, some some (laughs) other totally different character. And with that, it's the segment that I think we mentioned in the last episode we were going to be doing this week, where we did this for summertime when we talked about our favorite summer levels in games. Uh, No real structure, no specific countdown or top five or anything. I just thought a general discussion would be fun of our favorite fall levels in games. And the way I've done it in my list here is I kind of made like a separate section for the ones that are Halloween specific. Yeah, I did that too. And we're going to have to do the same thing. Yeah, when we do winter games, there's going to be Christmas levels too. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think we, I think this will be a fun thing to do each season. And uh, I'll, I'll leave it to you guys, whoever wants to chime in uh, with one of their favorite fall levels. I actually had a really hard time making the list. <laughs> so, Oh, I I did not. I was surprised I at how did. much there was. I was like, I, I'm keeping stuff off. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Wow. Like, I, There's stuff that I'm like, that's not really worth mentioning. So, yeah. Momo, you got one? There's a lot. Oh, I was thinking, because... Oh, um, just thinking off the top of my head, uh, Mario Kart. I think Mario Kart had a maple, yes. maple tree way. That was one of the I ones remember? I left off my That's list. That's on my list. That's one of the few I yeah, could think of. Yeah, maple tree way. That's a great track. I was happy. Yeah, so I remember. I remember the colors. The colors are very yeah. beautiful. You need this, to sip uh, some apple level. cider while you're driving that track. That is pure fall. I love that they brought it over to yeah, Mario that one, that one Kart Autumn um, Eight. I'm glad that was a DLC track. But yeah, they fall or autumn. Uh, we could say autumn. <laughs> okay. Autumn sounds classy. Well, that's for me. Autumn. Australia. Uh, Australia. You don't say autumn. fall? Yeah, because nothing no, falls say, in we, Australia. We're all I, have leaves falling. <laughs> d- d- doing, doing research for this segment, I said autumn because if you search like Nintendo fall, fall is like, I mean, I'm not much of a seasons guy, but I do think it is like the ultimate like season season. And my, and yeah, I feel like there's a big difference between like the Halloween yep. 
quote unquote and the and the autumn levels so i'll just say like um i mean the the feeling that i get from fall is is uh, once again the original animal crossing uh uh the game camera crossing came out during the fall uh there's still lots of rain uh in the fall during that season and and the rain is just a whole different vibe in that game um uh, and uh just yeah it, it brings back lots of nostalgia kind of leading into that that excitement of of holiday season and going back uh, many years to when uh, we actually had seasons in St. Louis, you know, because we don't we, we don't really ha- we don't really have that we don't really have that anymore. We have like uh, eleven different random ones. And I and Kevin, I know it's on your list too, but I would have to just throw in Stardew at this point. Yes, I was just thinking I mean, about I, that too. I, I just gotta like toss it in there, but I'll let you talk about that because I've talked about Stardew so much. Um, that's the most beautiful season. Yeah, it's definitely my favorite season in the game. Um, winter is close because I've, I've always been a big fan of winter. But um, yeah, it's gorgeous. And unlike Harvest Moon, well, I think some of the later Harvest Moon games um, did this, but Harvest Moon 64 did not. And that was my favorite one. Uh, you get pumpkins in Stardew Valley which is nice. And if you're lucky, you can get a giant pumpkin in your field with, you know, Charlie Brown. That's really cool. Um, so nothing more, nothing says autumn more than a giant pumpkin in your field. And, you know, obviously you get the leaves changing and like the different festivals. So that's a, that one's a great call though. The next, uh, one that I'd like to talk about, you guys were saying that the Halloween ones felt different than, the autumn ones and I've got a good example of that. So we'll, we'll go 3d Mario f- uh, a fall or an autumn example would be the gold leaf galaxy in super Mario galaxy. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's this like the, the level, if you don't remember, it's got the big trees that are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're Brown and there's leaves all over the ground. And, um, there's that little water central waterfall. It's, it's a very fall themed level. So that would be Mario doing autumn and then Mario doing Halloween would be big booze haunt from Mario 64. Mm. I remember that like actually being a little creepy to me at the time, big booze haunt, <laughs> which is silly because it's just a Mario game, but that level has some atmosphere that like, like Mario Galaxy has a boo level too, but it it doesn't have nearly the same atmosphere as Big Boo's Haunt on Mario sixty four. It's got that that music and that like there's always like one of the ghosts like laughing at you. You know, you've got a haunted library. You've got that piano that gives everybody oh, yeah. a a good jump scare. Um, you've got like paintings that are the walls that you go in and out of like a ghost. You've got a giant ghost battle on the roof, the background, you're in a cage. That's, (laughs) that's kind of creepy in itself. Um, and yeah, you've got the creepy merry-go-round in the basement. So love big booze haunt for Halloween theme and love uh, gold leaf galaxy for autumn vibes. You that's the, the drinking your apple cider level. See, for us, it's so weird because in in Australia, because we're upside down, um, autumn, and so autumn is at the start of the year for us, and Halloween is in in spring. So yeah. it's actually two separates for us. Yeah. <laughs> so when you think of um, Halloween, we're we're in spring when it's warming up or our wet season, and autumn is in the early part of the year. So yeah, it's just it's always weird when I hear people. Obviously, in America, it lines up for you guys because you're where your where your seasons are. Um, but how about this? We can't forget Legend of Zelda. Uh, Breath of the Wild had the Akala region. Oh yeah, yep. Uh huh. Which is near um, Terrytown. Yeah. So they they didn't really have seasons, but I remember if you remember near Terrytown, the beautiful just autumn leaves, like the trees are just beautifully autumn. So they didn't really have seasons, but in Breath of the Wild, but oh, yeah. like you did have a region where it had like the feel of autumn. You know, it looks like an brown. oil painting of like autumn, you know, it looks yeah, yeah. like 
or one of you know some it looks like motel art of autumn yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. So i don't I, know if it really yeah yeah i i had i had breath of the wild on my on my kind of list to the side because i i talked about uh Lurland village when we did the summer levels and i i didn't want to do because i think i could do breath of the wilds for all four seasons. seasons yeah yeah Close every season, season. <laughs> that's true yeah, every season yeah, every biome like yeah yeah every wet yeah so yeah you've got good beaches you've got snowy mountaintops yeah. can't really spring is kind of hard but it's a safe bet zelda's a safe bet breath of all safe bet and and thank you thank you for bringing up Terrytown. i don't think we've talked about Terrytown at all on this podcast i love Terrytown. i have rebuilt that town so many times <laughs> it's awesome it is my favorite it is my favorite side quest of any game I, although it's kind of like a multiple you know what i mean it's my favorite yeah, yeah. side quest there's multiple lies to it it's like i don't know if you've played majora's mask but there's a very lengthy side quest in that game that involves like kind of going everywhere and that it, it's it's called the Caffey's mask uh side oh, quest i think yeah, yeah, yeah Terrytown is like the Caffey's mask side quest of breath of the wild <laughs> well um, guys we're making we're making a we're forgetting another game that does autumn very well similar to stardew valley what about animal crossing oh yeah yeah I- yeah, Harrison started with Animal with Crossing. Yeah, yeah, he started with Animal Crossing. Did you? Did you over. say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, but 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 but, I, but I, I was a little bit slick. I I, I transitioned to uh, to Stardew. Yeah, yeah. Animal Crossing <laughs> game. I missed that. My one, bad. Is is the one that bum, that I brought up bum, because of the, bum, bum, of the of the of the nostalgia. But since but since it's back over to me, I'm gonna say. Uh, Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver for the autumn trees that they have in there. And Pokemon Gold and Silver is just a game. When I think about it, I think about the fall and being in like fifth grade and again playing it, getting ready for the holiday season, just all that excitement. So, one of the ones I actually had is uh, the entire second world of Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is called Autumn Heights. And every single oh, level man. has got you know the leaves and the colors and it, it's gorgeous. It, I the wind in my ranking of two D platformers that's still like the top of the heap, but wonder you know a little below it probably right now. But yeah, that whole world is just you're there. It's autumn. Have some cider. Enjoy. Very cool. Oh, Donkey Kong is such an underrated series. Yes, it is. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, they need to make more of those games. It's been ten like, years. It, the almost, Donkey Kong man. series is so. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's almost like Nintendo has so many of these franchises, and they space like they do. They're doing the same thing with Metroid, yep. and then the, I know I know we just got a bunch of Pikmin releases all back to back. But keep in mind when you look at the span of the series history, there was like ten years in between games for Pikmin as well. Um, they, they just do this with their franchises. It's crazy. F-Zero is looking at mm. like a 20-year gap right now. Yep. Um, yeah. Assuming they make another F-Zero game, it's a 20-year gap. So, like, yeah. 90, 90s, 90s uh, Donkey Kong, like the oh, yeah. uh, from Super Nintendo, like, you know, Donkey Kong Country 1, 2, 3. Mate, I, to this day, like, it's so good. Like, the Diddy's, uh, the second one was, was, was the second one called Diddy's Quests? Diddy Kong? Diddy's Kong Quest, yeah. Yeah, something like that. The opening, the sound, the music. Yeah. The music to that when when you get the the actual menu music, so good. Even Zelda from time to time has big gaps. You know, um, Ocarina of Time took like eight years of development and then Tears of the Kingdom took a million years and and so did Breath of the Wild. Um, So even Zelda has big gaps. It's like Mario is one of the only ones that they pump out consistently at least right. like almost at least every other year so momo you're you're waiting for a donkey kong country remaster too then of the three games oh just uh, just the first the one That'd country one two and three yeah yeah 100 percent. like they're yeah. just classic do that in the, cl- the levels. freeze engine yeah 100 percent. right the even the first one was so good like the 
the um what do you call them the what's they called the the minor cart levels oh i used to hate those levels in the first one when you go oh, on the mine fun. carts and it, oh yeah it's good but like when it changes color but the, the best thing about it because it's on rails and all you could do is go jump like up and down but like and then you get the ones that are harder with the colors and then you got some of the levels that do use colors when you're underground like the green and red so you have yeah, to switch yeah. the colors on and off yep. and then you obviously the then you have like all the secret bone i used to love doing all the bonus levels getting all the, like the golden frogs or the all the fish you know you get all the bonus get all the bananas like that kind of stuff oh, yep. such classic 90s donkey kong that I, they need to bring back I had an indie game that I thought fit pretty well too. So, um, I, any of you guys play Firewatch? Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, I love that game. That whole game set at fall, and if you haven't played it, I highly recommend it. It's on that Switch, game. Like but, I, yeah. so when I played that game, that was back when I was single and living like on my own, and I had my own apartment, and I'd I would play that game late at night, and it would it was scarier than any horror game it was like the sense of isolation that game creates and like the feeling that you're being watched is yep. almost unmatched and so, it was that it was at that moment where uh where kevin decided he needed a girlfriend <laughs> so so, so listeners if, if you're single yeah if, if you're single I'm married. play firewatch yeah <laughs> exactly now now you now you're married exactly exactly yeah. see how see how well it it, it ended off um so uh sean did you know that firewatch is is referenced in a stanley parable did you know that no i didn't know that but that's awesome yeah yeah i i think I mean, it's made, it's made on the same engine, and I I think the, the developers are friends. But it's really cool because like Stanley Parable is like that's that's a game that I hate playing if I'm alone at home because of like the jumps because of the jump scares that are in that <laughs> game. Uh, so I think that's I think it was funny how they referenced it. Like you literally go into the game in stanley parable anyway they uh, they mentioned it recently on the boy meets world podcast too uh none of them are very big into video games but they were they were talking about games that they got obsessed with and um rider strong the guy who played sean hunter on boy meets world uh apparently got really into firewatch and he was talking about it on their podcast and i was like oh blast from the past i mean yeah if you haven't played it well i don't want to ruin any of it it's it's really it's really cool it's worth plan yeah, it's, yeah sure. it's, it's really cool i had a I, I had a quick list of indies that I, I went through my switch and i was i was surprised how many i think would fit into the more the halloween category so i'll just list them off real quick um uh limbo inside oh yeah hollow knight uh blasphemous cozy grove yep cult of the lamb and of course we have to mention it one time this episode, Vampire Survivors. <laughs> and that's why it's not on my list, because I knew you'd bring it up. I downloaded uh, it. Now, as far I as haven't actually games, opened it yet, but I downloaded oh, it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. We're, Join we're, us. We're, con we're converting um, everyone. Spooky games. <laughs> I, I had zombies ate my neighbors the whole game, obviously. And... Uh, the sequel to these is coming to Switch, which was exciting, but Little Nightmares 1 and 2, mm -hmm. highly recommend those if you haven't played them. They're perfect for right now. Yeah. Great atmospheric, creepy games. Yeah, I'm surprised the, the amount of creepy kind of, kind of games that are on the Switch when I started even just looking through my own collection, because this is not, this is not my genre. Has anyone ever played Pumpkin Jack? That sounds no. familiar, but no. No, I keep debating. Is it any I good? I keep hearing that it's really good, but I don't know if it's okay, better. Okay, because I don't know anyone. It. Yeah, I, I always debate because it goes on sale occasionally, and I'm like, that seems like something I'd like, but. Eh. Yeah, because I was thinking of the other ones, because there, there's still a lot of other just indies on like like on the system. 
uh, I don't know, Dead by Daylight. Yeah, you said Little Nightmares, uh, Beacon Pines. Um, yeah, Dying Light, Hello Neighbor. I mean, th- I mean, there, 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 there's a lot. Limbo, Limbo's really creepy. That's a great game. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I haven't, so, I haven't loaded that up, that one up yet. Like, perhaps I'll do that after Luigi's Mansion because, because Inside was phenomenal. I mean, it was. I mean, what, what? Everyone should own that game. If you liked Inside, you'll like Limbo. <laughs> no, I'm good. And 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 Inside didn't didn't creep me out that much, but but they did a great job with making it feel like a nightmare. Like especially the parts where you're trying to run and you just can't run fast enough. Like th- like there's parts of it that do feel like a dream, like like a a lucid dream, or like a like a like a, like a rim sleep, you know. Uh, Inside uh, did a great job of just making you uncomfortable. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. The whole game where you're like, I want to keep going, but I just feel icky. <laughs> so. Uh, well, well, if you feel icky, like I can't ruin the ending, but oh my god. No, like, no, don't ruin the ending for people. It, it, yeah. <laughs> but 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 but, but I, I will say like I love the fact that like like studios are willing to take those kind of risks in games. For my to to end my autumn level list, I just wanted the I just wanted to mention that I had to put down all of my autumn sports games that I would play as a kid. You know, autumn's a time oh, yeah. of, of 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 NHL, and it used to be the time of Madden, used to be the time of NBA, and and like I used to play all of those games, and then when I was a kid, there were. Uh, there was competition to all those games that I would play, and uh, definitely when I think about social games, like playing like NHL or something, it definitely brings me back. So that uh, that concludes my list. Yeah, that's all I had on mine. So I had a few more autumn. I had a few more autumn titles yeah. we haven't mentioned yet. Um, Paper Mario Origami King has this gorgeous autumn section where again you know we're saying a lot of the same things but uh, each one has its own vibe you know it's another one where you get a lot of fall brown leaves you've got the music you've got the the wind blowing by in that paper mario style and uh, yeah autumn mountain in origami king it lives up to its name it is the autumn mountain see and that's a game that i'm waiting for a sale which i know will never happen because i'm curious about it but you guys say it's just okay. Yeah. No. You don't need to play it. All right. <laughs> exactly. It's 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 okay. Um, I would say <laughs> at this point, just play Thousand Year Door when it comes out, because I know you uh-huh. haven't played that either. So just wait for Thousand Year Door. It's the better Paper Mario. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing wrong with it, and it's a, a, such a shame, the only thing wrong with Origami King is the battle system. Um, if they had just perfected that, Everything, like all the places you go are great. The puzzles are fun. The dialogue is hilarious. It's just the battle system, A, becomes super tedious after a while. Like it's really just like I don't want to do it anymore. And B, you don't have to do it anymore because your characters don't level up. So there's no point in fighting anybody and you just avoid all the fights. So it's like, why is this even in the game? That's kind of silly. Anyway, that's my <laughs> rant about origami. Theory. What else yeah. you got? <laughs> um, uh, the Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons has autumn, obviously, because it's seasons. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's my favorite season in that game. And then the one that I, I think we could bring up for every single one of these is Banjo-Kazooie's Click Clock Wood. Oh, yeah. Because it has all four seasons. It's Yeah, it's a level. If you haven't played it, um, they did a level in Banjo, the first Banjo-Kazooie where there's four doors and each door is the level in a different the same map in a different season and in the same year too so like you see progress of like a house that's being built and things like that um and uh the the bees go the bugs go away when it's winter and stuff like that so that's cool it's it's just really cool and, and you have to use it to solve the different puzzles of like oh i need to go when the house is complete to get to be able to reach this thing on the roof and stuff like that so um yeah it's a really cool cool level 
It takes a lot of time, though. I got to say, that one level is basically th- four levels in one. That's really cool, um, though. So it's, it's like... It, it's towards the end of the game too, so you start to feel like, all right, I'm almost done. I only got one level left or whatever. And then you see that and you're like, well, this is four levels in one. But it's worth it. Um, in my Halloween specific games, I already said Big Boo's Haunt. Uh one I, I thought Sean was gonna bring this one up because we both played this back in the day, but um the se- only the second one is on a Nintendo system, which I don't like because I there's no reason for them not to put the first one on there. I didn't but know a the series second called one. Costume Quest. That's on the Switch. Yeah, Costume Quest Two got a like limited Switch release. It, it's I, but it did happen. Oh, that's a that's yeah. a great game too. And I didn't buy it because I was like, I want to buy both of them. You know what I mean? So. Um, or it might have been the Wii U, actually, to tell you the truth. It was that long ago. I think it was the Wii U that it was on. But either way, it's a Nintendo system. And only the second one came out on Nintendo. The first one is PlayStation, I guess, exclusive. But yeah, Costume Quest 1 and 2, it's this RPG where you're, trick or tr- you're little kids trick-or-treating. And like trolls, yeah, I don't trolls know what the story the of the second game. game was because I never played it because they never put them both out. But yeah, um, yeah, trolls took over the town secretly and you're like going house to house trick or treating and getting in turn based combat battles with the trolls and collecting candy. And yeah, and you go to the mall and you go to all these like places and they're all decked out in Halloween. You get like uh, it's like it's really final fantasy summons, but they're in like really cheesy costumes and then when they get the summon it's like this really cool like cutscene thing so yeah no that's a great game yeah it's like what the costume is in the kid's mind it's like yeah it's like yeah it's so cool um but wish they would both come to switch there's no reason not to um like i said the second one i just looked it up came out on the wii u um not switch so come on come on whoever owns costume quest do it um, and then Luigi's Mansion, we've mentioned that's an obvious one. Um, new Super Mario Brothers Wii U for Halloween themed things has that Van Gogh paint, oh, uh, starry yeah, night, okay, like painted level. It's called Painted Swampland. Yeah, that's a good level. That's really cool for Halloween. And then I had a big rant that I wrote about this one. This is the one I'm the most passionate about, I guess. Uh, so for a good Halloween level, a game I'm always supporting, Ukulele has Moody Maze Marsh. And I feel like the Ukulele gets unfairly criticized because I always see a main criticism of the game being that it's the, every review will be like, well, not every, but lots of reviews would be like, it's a perfect le- replica of the Nintendo 64 era collectathon games that Rare made, but they'll always slide in like, but do these games hold up by today's standards? And I'm like, I see, I see that in a lot of reviews, and I, I get why you need to say that in a review, but at the same time, I'm like, that's irrelevant. The game's trying to be a throwback to those older games, and that's what it's trying to do, and it nails it. So you can't say, but does this hold up today? It's like it's it's doing what it's trying to do. It's not trying to be a today game. So that kind of frustrates me. It's like, you know, the game, it, yeah. it exists for people who want another Banjo. It's, it's basically there for people who want Banjo-Kazooie 3. And so they made Banjo-Kazooie 3, and then the reviews are like, but is banjo kazooie 3 <laughs> right. worth playing today and it's like well the, the people who want it obviously think Are it you is one of these people that so want a game you like um <laughs> um it, it like it's like they're reviewing it for the they're like reviewing it for the people who who have never heard of it you know what i mean and it's like that this is such like a niche game it's so specific about the type of player it wants that it's almost like and anyone else is irrelevant at that point because you're going to be completely lost about all the in jokes and and like type of 
things going on in the game. But anyway, it's got the, it's got a Halloween level. It's got a Moody Maze Marsh. It's like this swamp area that's got pumpkins and uh, all kinds of like it's got like the purple swamp. It's very Halloween, very like Hobgoblin from Spider-Man <laughs> type of level. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anyway, um, my, my last word on that is I don't know why Banjo-Kazooie gets 10 out of 10 reviews all the time and then the same people will be like yeah. uh oh ukulele not a 10 out of 10 because uh this doesn't hold up but banjo kazooie doing the exact same game <laughs> is a 10 out of 10 <laughs> yeah yeah people view that people view it differently i i mean i we've talked about a lot on this podcast about how i think i think more developers should take oh, yeah. games they like that they like and are awesome and just make their own versions of those games like yeah so started so, so like there's no like and there, there should be no problem about that because like if you like those sort of games then you know having more of those games just means that you have a choice of playing or not playing those games so i, I what you said kevin it, it I, I've been feeling a lot about this with the initial with the initial like Mario Wonder Game of the Year uh, discussions, where I've been seeing people, a lot of people saying that uh, it shouldn't be a nominee because this is like, it's like a it's like a child's game, or it's like it's a two D Mario. It's not three D. It's not like it's it's somehow less than these other nominations would be and uh i would just say that it might not it, it might just not be for you and yeah. you might and and also we might just need to keep in mind that video games mm. are for children and like <laughs> and i think it's important in any review of anything movies music tv anything to keep in mind what the th you can't criticize a, a piece of art for not being something it's not trying to be you know what i mean so like like you said mario wonder is trying to have the exact target audience it has so you have to review it based on that just it's it, it would be like you know i don't know reviewing a comedy and saying it wasn't scary enough or something like it's not trying to be that i mean from my experience with it I've played it with a few different people now, and some of them are not fans of that genre. Everyone has enjoyed their time with it, so I don't think it's a kid game. But yeah, and there are legitimate criticisms. Oh yeah, like we we said up front at the beginning of the podcast, but you wouldn't say you wouldn't say something like, um, you know, it's it's not dark. You wouldn't say Mario Wonder isn't dark enough. It's like, well, it's not trying to be dark, like something like that. I would I would just say like I mean I mean for for someone like me who hasn't played it I would just I'm I'm more on the the, the no opinion side because people these people were being negative about the initial reviews even before the game launched and people you know saying well, like I mean well, like I like, said I when how we... did this game compare to like Tears of the Kingdom or like or like Resident Evil or or like uh, another game of the year. Oh. All right, so I think that's uh, all the fall levels we have to talk about anyway. So we'll do our best with Sean's delay, and we'll move into the spotlight game, I think. Uh, we got one more thing left to talk about this week, and that is something we were supposed to talk about last week, which is Musha for the Sega Genesis. Came out in December of 1990 in Japan and March of 1991 in North America. And... The first thing I thought about this is it's interesting to note how far ahead the Genesis was at this point in gaming because play this back to back with the last game we looked at, Scat, mm. because these were only about six months apart. <laughs> and Scat came out, <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, they were about six months apart. So if you just got your brand new copy of Scat on the NES, and you went over your friend's house, and he had the Sega Genesis. This would have blown your mind. Like I can totally see why the generous, the Genesis, 
generated <laughs> the fan base it did, even though I was a Nintendo household. Um, and that six-month gap, by the way, it's only the Japanese release. In North America, Musha came out before Scat on the NES. So that same scenario I just played out for you, it's completely plausible that one person just bought Scat on the NES and his neighbor had this at the same time. I mean, this game uh, much superior in visually, visually, uh, and it just it looks like it's it's just aged better. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's apparently like one of those games that's like a super expensive cart for collectors because people didn't buy it at the time, but now they want it because it's an amazing game. And yeah, it, for an early Genesis shoot for an early shoot 'em up of the 16-bit era in general um it looks great like the anime cutscenes look fantastic which is not something you were seeing a lot of at the time um the gameplay you got the you know it, it's a shoot 'em up so you want a lot of crazy stuff going on on the screen and this delivers yeah I, it felt overwhelming at times for me but i was impressed by the way it looked i thought Overall, I thought the difficulty was was decent, but there were times where I felt a bit overwhelmed with the backgrounds and with everything going on. Uh, but in general, I agree. I, yeah, think I, I is... couldn't tell how much of that was just general how I feel about shooters in general. <laughs> yeah, but in general, I mean, I think this is a great addition to the online service, and I was, I was trying to go through the games that I knew. Uh, do you have a favorite vertical shooter? Because I do not. Just out of um, nostalgia, I've got two. I don't think these are very like highly regarded. But um, UN Squadron on the Super Nintendo is a really good one. And then Vertical... This always comes up on this podcast. It's only two two or three games on the virtual boy but uh i loved my virtual boy so it's gonna come up um mm -hmm. vertical force is a really good shoot 'em up on the virtual boy and the way it used the 3d effect was like a top and bottom type thing because obviously it's a shoot 'em up so you're flying in like an overhead view um and you would there would be like two layers where you could fly from the top to the bottom layer and uh it was really good this this subgenre is not. Uh, would you say back in the like the eighties, like arcade, this genre, like shoot 'em up genre, was probably very popular. But consoles, consoles, you don't really see much of them every day, like these days. This this subgenre of um, like shoot 'em ups, you know. Well, I remember seeing nineteen forty two a ton, like that shoot 'em up. Um, I feel like that was very heavily representative of the genre back then. Mm. I think that came out in... That was like one of the original NES games, I think. Yeah. But I mean, like, since, like I said, since the 90s or since the NES, like, these days, we don't, we rarely see, like, this type of game. I think mobile, you probably see, if I remember correctly, I think mobile has these type of, like, shoot-em-up games. Nowadays, I see a few of them. But just in general, like, like a console like, like a brand like nintendo or even like xbox or playstation we don't really have this style of game these days it's been a long time yeah uh, i'm sure there's what? indie developers making them but there's none that are like on my radar mm, like mainstream type of yeah so, so momo do you want to guess how many shoot 'em ups released on genesis uh it's a lot it, you know what? Because in my say... research, in my research, I'll say uh, one thing I I read was that this game was criticized when it came out by them basically saying like the Genesis has enough shoot 'em ups, we don't need more of them. They, 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 felt, they felt overwhelmed with it. So, yeah. so Momo, so Momo, what would you say? I'd say about twenty-five. Eighty-two. Oh, so close. <laughs> well, keep in mind uh -oh. the Genesis has a huge library as well it's not like uh 
It's not like the Nintendo 64 era where there were only like um, like a little less than 300 games or something. Well, but but it's it's not but but, but it's it's not the Switch library that has like over 5,000. Like 82 82 is a lot. <laughs> like like I, I it's it's just it's but again it's like it's very easy to see why you would feel overwhelmed with a shoot 'em up at this point. Uh, quick Google search says the system supports a library of 880 games. So, so about 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 10 percent. About 10 percent are yeah. bang bang. <laughs> That's bigger uh, than I thought it was, though. I, I I would have guessed somewhere in the. I probably would have guessed in the 700s, actually. Yeah. So I. Yeah, I. Th- but I still think it's. Uh, it, it's a good addition. I I really liked the the red mech uh, cover art that they have for this one, and I forget which Genesis game we were doing, Kevin. But how did you feel about the audio in this game? Um, I oh yeah, because I don't like the Sega Genesis sound card. It was um. Better than whatever we did last time with it, though. Um, trying to remember what game that was. Whatever that uh, was. Yeah, but uh, this was a little bit better, but it's still a little tinny. Like, it's still a little... Got, like, a twang to it that the Super Nintendo sound card doesn't have. Uh, so, in my overall rankings, though, I, I did really like this game. Uh, this is more of a reflection on the fact that we haven't played a lot yet um well we've played almost 40 games but (laughs) uh there's a lot of variety in there anyway uh this is in my top 10 but it's not going to stay in my top 10 is what i'm trying to say but right now it's going to be number nine on my list because i liked it a lot um i'm gonna i'm gonna put it lower i think i'm gonna put it below comic zone I, i think i'm gonna put it at number 25 I think that was the one we did last. That I said the music I didn't like. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm, yeah it's, it's, it's kind of hard to differentiate. But, but actually, there's a there's a ton. I'm kind of throwing all the Sega games in, in, into one area. I might need to reflect on that a little bit. Might, I might need to do some soul searching. Um, so, so where did I you did, put it? I'm gonna put it number twenty-five. I just haven't, I haven't added it to the dock yet. Um, oh, I'll add it right now. I'm sorry, yeah. my dog, my dog kind of nuzzled in here while you were talking. <laughs> yeah, and I, I would recommend it. And I think similar to, similar to the last few we've done, Scat, Comic Zone, Musha. It just there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of options. In, well, in, Sean in just texted me. I guess we're gonna lose him for the rest of the episode. But he just texted me his ranking, where he his complete review is, "I liked it. I ranked it number seventeen. So, on his list, it's between, it's below Kirby's Dreamland and above Mappy Land. That is a yeah. that is a very weird game sandwich. Once again, yes. Yeah, you know, you gotta go with your feel. You gotta just be like, which would I rather play right now? All right, let's get this, hit this randomizer up, and find out what we're playing next week. So the next game we're playing is actually a game I finished this year, so it's fresh in my mind. I'll be able to talk about the complete game, Metroid Two: Return of Samus on the Game Boy, and. Little tip for you out there. I don't know if everybody knows this, but in the settings on the Game Boy for Switch Online, you can turn on Game Boy Color and you can turn on uh, Game Boy Pocket settings, which I never knew this because I never had a Game Boy Pocket. But the Game Boy Pocket makes it a much better to look at simple black and white color scheme instead of like the Game Boy green and white or whatever you'd call it. So turn on that filter <laughs> is my advice uh-huh. um and uh yeah that seems like everything we had to say this week what is your favorite halloween slash autumn level 
listener, let us know. Send us a message. Send us an email. Send us uh, smoke signals. Send us whatever you can send us. Um, and uh, yeah, our email address is nintendotherapypod at gmail.com. We've got uh, Twitter. You can get at us at Nintendo Therapy, and we'll get, you know, we'll read it on the show and we'll talk about everybody's different opinions. Um, checking our email right now, we don't have anything in there this week. Uh, yeah, that is the show. As always, keep in mind, we are Nintendo fans, not Nintendo experts. So if there's literally anything you want to talk to us about, send it to that email. Anyone else got anything left to say about fall levels or Musha or the Switch 2 or anything? <laughs> Switch 2. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just, I mean, Switch 2 rumors, Switch 2 information starting to slowly flow now. So I'll give, who knows, maybe by, by December, we might have a... Uh, rough idea what switch 2 even looks like or they might actually give us a have they given have they given us a code name yet no nothing they have oh, so not even might... officially confirmed that they have a new system coming even it's like the unkept secret that everyone knows about yeah. exactly <laughs> well thank you guys for joining us uh thanks sean for half joining us and <laughs> we'll we'll be back next week with more technical problems on nintendo therapy